but I just think it's uh, pretty much the way my wife approached the customers and everything and uh, you know in the training of the staff you know we treat everybody the same you know regardless to where you come from you know we want to give you five-star service you know Bridget and Sonny Lewis are the owner of Drake's Place. And earlier this year, that restaurant in Ferguson got a special assist from a reality TV show. It was like a breath of fresh air. I just couldn't believe that they reached out to come back to help us. I'm Sarah Fenske, and this is St. Louis on the Air. Restaurant Impossible featured Drake's Place in February, and host Robert Irvine didn't just offer sage advice on the menu. The show also paid for a major renovation. That episode aired in February, and then in March, much of the country shut down. But that wasn't the end for Drake's Place, or even the end of Drake's Place TV stardom. Restaurant Impossible returned this summer as part of a special season focused on helping restaurants stay alive during the pandemic. It's called Back in Business. I visited hundreds of restaurants and impacted so many lives. Oh my God! <laughs> but I'd never seen a time like this. Facing some serious challenges. Hundreds and thousands of restaurants are closing and millions of people are out of work. You feel hopeless, helpless. The restaurants and families we've helped are being hit hard. I have nothing if we lose this. For me, this pandemic is personal. All right, pack it up. So I'm loading a small crew onto buses and we're hitting the road to help our Restaurant Impossible family reopen safely and successfully. It's a protocol, it's a system. A lot to do in a very short amount of time. It's like a brand new day. It's gonna take a lot of hard work, but restaurants can bring communities together. And together, we will bring them back. Let's get back to work. And that is from Restaurant Impossible, back in business. And the owner of owners of Drake's Place join us today to tell their story. Uh, Dion Drake Lewis is the chef at Drake's Place. He's better known as Sonny. So, Sonny Lewis, welcome. Well, thank you for having me. And his wife, Bridget Lewis, runs the front of the house at Drake's Place. Bridget, uh, welcome. Well, thank you very kindly for having us on the show. Thank you. So, Bridget, you'd been in business as Drake's Place more than six years, um, and then Restaurant Impossible came to town, did this big renovation, brought a lot of attention. How good was business after that first Restaurant Impossible episode aired? Business was great. We were actually on an up climb. We were busy every day from start to finish. It wasn't like it was like people lined outside the door, but there was constant uh, presence from our customers inside the restaurant. So business was really, really picked up. Do you think people were coming um, because they'd seen it on TV or were the changes that the TV show helped to make um, leading to word of mouth where people wanted to eat there? Well, it was both. You know, it was um, a lot of people didn't know we were there. They didn't know we existed. Mm. So that brought in a lot of new customers. There were customers who had probably been before, forgot about us, that um, returned, and there also was just the whole buzz around seeing all of the um, buses and tents and all the production out on the parking lot. So it brought a lot of attention. Hmm. Well, that was so good, and it seems like you guys were on, you know, you were moving in such a strong direction, and then all of a sudden, this big thing happened across the nation, completely out of your control. Sonny, when did you realize that the coronavirus was bringing the economy to a screeching halt? And actually, um, it was probably the first week uh, sometime in March. Uh, 
and we noticed that it was just a fast decline. I'm telling you, it happened so rapidly. We just it, it just shocked us, really. It really did. Mm-hmm. It shut everything down. That must have been so hard right when everything was going so well. Did you almost have a sense of disbelief? Like, this can't be happening now of all times. Yes. Yes, we did. You know, we just was, you know, because everything was just going so well, seriously. They were just, um, we had developed, we had got new customers, and uh, we was uh, implementing the new items that they had shown us, and it was just working out well. You know, employees was the morale was good and everything, and then all of a sudden, mm-hmm. boom. Yeah. So, Bridget, what was it like trying to get through those months of spring and, and headed into the summer? Were you guys in a pretty bad place? Yeah, when the county stopped dining inside and we were only allowed to, you know, prepare orders for food to go, it was quite a difficult transition for us because our restaurant was mostly dine-in. We did do carry-out, but for us to transition over to all carry-out, it was kind of difficult, but we were able to to grasp it and get some business out of it, but it was, you know, the sales and revenue was nothing like before. There was such a decline, and then we were uh, back to worried all over again. Mm. So um, that was that was a tough period of time. But then Restaurant Impossible came back. Uh, that happened this summer. And we've actually got a clip of your reunion with Robert Irvine. It looks as good as when I left it. But I don't see anything on the tables to say that we are supposed to be social distancing. That's a problem. Bridget, Sonny, I'm back. Hello. Hello. We're going to be distancing. Look at I just want to jump over there and hug you right now. <laughs> and that is from Restaurant Impossible as it featured Drake's Place. We're here today with the owners of Drake's Place. That's Sonny Lewis and, and Bridget Lewis. Um, Bridget, what was it like to see Robert Irvine again in the midst of all this? It was like a breath of fresh air. I just couldn't believe that they reached out to come back to help us because they knew that we were doing doing well and then they knew what the pandemic did to us. So that was just so special to us to see him come back. It really was. It was it was it was unbelievable. He uh, he said uh, he came back because he said, quote, you've got to take care of family. And, and he says several times through the course of this episode that he feels like you guys are his family. Sonny, do you feel the same way about him? He's this this TV guy. Is, is he kin at this point? Yes, I, yes, I do. I feel the same way because uh, he didn't only uh, say it, but he showed it, you know, in m- many ways, you know. I'm talking about just dealing with family issues and things like that, you know, so that made him part of our family. Hmm. Yeah, as you say, he really kind of helped your relationship with your son. You guys were kind of talking at, at Crossways, and, and he helped sort that out. And, and then you guys made three dishes for him. He said they were all an 11. He just thought you guys were killing it. Um, yeah. Sonny, that must have felt good, even in the midst of, of business being so down, to know that you're still bringing it. Yes, it did. Yes, it did. And then um, another thing he did, he came in and he offer us some different items, you know, because like I, like like my wife said earlier, we was mostly dying in because the type of food that we prepare, it's not for carrying out. But 
when he came back and he said, uh, you know, he noticed that there's some things that we could have that we could have on our menu mm-hmm. that will uh, help us with this carry out. And he did that. And since then, we have been pretty blessed with having this different type of foods because, you know, we started a smokehouse and that helped tremendously right there. Yeah, so he helped um, helped encourage you to have your son set up this smokehouse, um, and he said he was going to turn this into a money-making machine. So that, starting these barbecue products and making that a big feature, that has worked, Bridget? People are, are opting for those uh, um, items? Oh, yeah, people are loving it. You know, they're, they're loving our beef brisket. You get bris- beef brisket, rib, and pulled pork. So you pick two of those items and you pick two sides and people are going nuts over that brisket, especially the brisket and the ribs. Hmm. Now, something else he did, you guys basically had your patio closed. Um, You told Robert that after the protest in Ferguson, some people had helped themselves to the umbrellas and the bases on your patio. Um, And the show was able to redo that for you. Has that patio been bringing in people uh, for dine-in? Oh, my gosh, yes. It's really been helpful for people who still don't feel comfortable with dining inside yet. So, yes, it has brought a a great deal of people that prefer to sit on the patio. And it looks so beautiful, and it's just a lively place when, when it's people. Hmm. That patio does look great, I gotta say. I'm ready to go there and have some barbecue myself. Um, but I know it's not just uh, the, the restaurant products you're selling right now. You're you're also known for your salad dressing, and you've now got a deal where that's going to be going on sale at, at retailers. I understand that is not because of Robert Irvine and Restaurant Impossible. That's thanks to students at Washington University. Bridget, how did that come about? Well, a couple of years ago, uh, we were fortunate enough to get a group of students that were working on their business uh, degrees. And so they came out to help several of the businesses in Ferguson with marketing. Mm -hmm. And so the students, we allowed them to try our house dressing, which people in the restaurant already love. And so they came up with some marketing for us to be able to uh, sell the dressing in-house. And so they developed a, uh, they purchased the bottles, the, the the lids, and they came up with the label and a logo and everything. Hmm. And since then, we have uh, we sell quite a bit of it out of the restaurant. And now we're working with an attorney to uh, get a trademark. And after that, we're going to um, um, respond back to Snooks because Snooks has approached us. Uh, we wanted to put it on the shelf. That's really exciting. Sunny, tell me about this dressing. What makes this such a, a hit with people? This was an old recipe that I had when <clears throat> I used to be the chef at Henry Ace. And, uh, you know, I had to tweet it some. But uh, it's just a, it's different. You know, it's, it has a different taste to it. Most people say it's more like a creamy Italian, and some people say, I mean, they taste that celery bite and a little peppery to it, mm. and it's just amazing. It really is. So it's a little bit tangy, and uh, as you say, it's got that bite to it. That does sound really good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you guys have a lot of ventures underway right now. It's great to hear that that you're finding ways to make it work even in this this weird time. But it feels like so many restaurants right now are suffering, and and a lot of them unfortunately don't have that that friendship that you guys now have with Robert Irvine. What would you want people to know, Bridget, about the restaurant industry right now, and and what restaurant owners are dealing with? 
I would like for people to know that the restaurants are most definitely struggling and that, I mean, if you have a favorite restaurant that you go to that you need to really support it, especially small businesses, you really need to support it. And even if doing things like sharing their Facebook posts and getting the word out to other people, because, you know, it's unrealistic to think that people will eat at your restaurant every week. But if they do things like, you know, just support you and put it in your budget to come out and support a restaurant at least once a month or something and share the information that you that they send out via um, Facebook or whatever social media platform. I think those are the things that um, that would help, even if you buy gift cards and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff plays into action plays a part. It's interesting. You're kind of hoping that people can be boosters, not just to dine there, but also help to spread the word and, and promote that positivity. I, I couldn't help but notice on this episode of uh, of Restaurant Impossible that Ferguson Mayor Ella Jones was there dining, and she she called you guys the rock of the community. We actually heard from some listeners saying the same thing. Sunny, what do you think it is about Drake's Place that has people feeling like they're invested in your success? I just think it's uh, pretty much the way my wife approached the customers and everything. And, uh, you know, in the training of the staff, you know, we treat everybody the same, you know, regardless to where you come from. You know, we want to give you five-star service. You know, I'm not going to say that we don't hit it every time, but that's our goal is to hit it every time. So, mm-hmm. and, and People just love that, you know, and, you know, they uh, love my wife's personality, and it carry on through the other employees as well, so. Hmm. Well, we have heard that from a lot of people about you guys, and it's great to hear that um, that some of these changes and these new initiatives are working out, and we just wish you both the best of success. So, uh, Sonny, thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, thank you for having us. And Bridget Lewis, um, also of Drake's Place, thank you so much for, for being here. Oh, well, thank you guys so much for for reaching out and and having us on the segment. We really, really do appreciate it. And hopefully one day you'll be able to come to Drake's Place and enjoy some of that wonderful smokehouse. Absolutely. I am sold on that smokehouse, and i got to try that salad dressing, so I will be there. And and we also do want to mention to our listeners, on Friday, um, we are going to be talking more about this partnership that Schnooks has, um, where it's partnering with local black entrepreneurs to start stocking their products in the store. Um, And so we'll have a lot more information about that. Just coincidentally, we're looking at that later this week. So, Podcast episodes of St. Louis on the Air are available at stlpublicradio.org, or you can subscribe for free on Apple Podcasts, the Stitcher Podcast app, or wherever you get your podcasts. St. Louis on the Air is produced by Evie Hempel and Lara Hamden with production assistance from Aaron Dorr. The senior producer is Emily Woodbury, and the executive producer is Alex Hoyer. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. That's 90.7 KWMU. Thank you for listening. I'm Sarah Fenske. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com.